Hey, welcome to the Songs from Space podcast, where we share the journey of songwriting. I'm your host, Siola, and I'm here today with episode two of the Songs from Space series. I'm here to do three things today. Number one, I want to get you to post music today somewhere online, whether it's on YouTube, on SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Reverb Nation, you name it. Do it through the Songs from Space challenge, hashtag Songs from Space. We'll get about that in a moment. We'll expand on that. Number two, I want to talk about the story of the songwriting of Good Thing. Good Thing is one of my originals. And I'll be talking to you about the story of that song, which, by the way, the first few episodes, we'll be talking about my own songs. That is because that's all I have right now, my own songs. If you would like for me to expand on the story of your song, hit me up on Twitter and Instagram, SoundCloud, at Songs from Space. Number three, I want to invite anybody. This is a very specific shout out slash public service announcement. Anybody listening from the science community, I want to collaborate with us by brainstorming and fine-tuning the Songs from Space Challenge. I would love to add a lot more twists to the challenge, but I need you to contribute. I need your ideas. So if you're in the science community and you're like, yeah, the order of the planets, it's cool, but you know, I want to come up with a term for people when they collaborate, like a star collision or just collision stuff like that i would love to hear more of that so let me hear it okay hit me up for that so let's get right down to it um what is songs from space you might ask for you that's listening to the podcast for the first time let me ask you a question how many songs are out there that never see the light of day because they're not ready yet i want to encourage singers songwriters and musicians from around the world to release their music as is why because I'm a firm believer that one person listening is better than zero people listening to your artwork. Instead of collecting cyber dust in your hard drive and your recordings that you have laying around that nobody's ever heard, I know because I've done it for years and this is why I had a lot of inspiration to get this podcast started. I've been songwriting for years and if you want to hear a little more of my story, you can listen to podcast number one, episode number one. Um, but I want you to just put stuff out there starting now. So how can I help you do that? Let us hear it, man. Let's upload and post this draft with a twist, okay? I like science. I like, you know, I'm a little bit of a nerd. Uh, not as much as I wish I were, but I am. So instead of calling the first draft of your song um, Alpha, or instead of calling the first draft of your song, you know, song about Jane underscore 03417, I want to bring in science into the equation. So what I want you to do essentially, conceptually, at the core concept, I want you to be able to post a song and as is, and not worry about whether it's perfect, not worry about whether it obviously you want to do your best, right? Don't put don't put garbage out. Uh, do your best, but finalize it today um, with what you got as much as you can and put it out, man. Chances are somebody's going to listen to it and I found to be the case more often than not that somebody will like it. So first version of your song, you posted with the hashtag songs from space. First version is Mercury. Why? Because the twist of the challenge is that we're doing it in the order of the planets. So the first planet closest to the sun in the solar system that is, by the way, is Mercury. Second version is Venus. So how does that look like for the song? Well, you write a song. 
you put it out there you expose we can talk about it here i'll love to feature some songs on the songs from space podcast uh so you get somebody to collaborate with you or some time passes and you get inspiration from a life experience into a new idea well then you go and you change the song well what about now well i already posted the song that's okay it's just mercury version there's eight more versions that we can go to and if my science friends want to help me we'll have even further more than that to expand it beyond just the first eight planets so mercury is out you've had it out there next you come up with a new chorus for the song or you added a sick guitar solo to it or flute solo who knows well that is now version venus the second version so i would love to see a feed where you got your song hashtag songs from space mercury and then a couple weeks later on that feed see that very same song hashtag song from space venus version i would love to see that you you catch on you know what i mean i want to give you that template for you to start uploading your music online let me tell you a little bit about a good thing a good thing it is a song that i wrote for a girl she knows about it it is a love song at first in the verse as you hear it lyrically it's romantic it's got a little bit of a romantic tragedy to it but it is romantic after all the girl who i wrote it for knows about it i was let me tell you just how i came about writing the verses because i believe when it comes to songwriting the setting is very important i also believe that you need to be in a place where there's somewhat of order um you know whenever there's a lot of chaos around you and i mean like if you're songwriting in your room and your room is a wreck I found it personally very difficult to create in that moment when my environment is chaotic. Um, I personally have found it that whenever I can input about 15 minutes of just tightening things around, I'm a musician, bro. I can, I'm not dirty, but I'm messy. And I'll leave clothes and instrument cables laying everywhere, uh, guitar picks, you know, bass, towels, CDs. My wallet. Anyway, so I found it that when I clean up a little bit, I just put a 15-minute timer on my watch. I know I need to write something, but I can't in this environment. Man, it just kind of really gets me going. It gets me kind of a good place to be. So if you've never done that, try it. See how it works. Let me know. Um, but anyway, so I did that with this song. Um, I started writing it um, in, the, in this environment outside home. And then the girl that I wrote it for, Uh, goes to the university in my local town and I went to wait for her to get out of class and I don't go to that school I just went to visit and they have a really beautiful kind of waiting lounge piano room where people go study so I went in there infiltrated as one of their kind you know the ones that went to university because I'm a high school dropout I don't brag about that but I do feel like You know, what could have been. Um, I was there, and as I was waiting for this girl to come out, I was imagining her reactions when she would see me, whether she think I was being a creep, or she thinks it was adorable, or whether she think that it was something good. You know what I mean? Like, I was just in that moment, physically, the setting turned out to be a lot more productive for me than, say, a coffee shop. Not that there's anything wrong with writing at a coffee shop. I've written at a coffee shop before. 
Um, one of my most favorite songs that people like the most is a song called Love Me So. I wrote it at a coffee shop. Um, but in this case, I wrote it in that lounge room. I put myself in that situation waiting for this girl to go out of class. And man, let me tell you, when I play that song live, when I play that song with the guitar on it and I play that open E major chord, I mean it. And I can feel something in my mind and in my heart as I say those words. They're meaningful, you know. Um, so that's a little bit of that story behind that part of the song. There was a lapse of about probably five to six months between the writing of the first verse and the writing of the second verse, um, which seems like, wow, bro, you're lazy. Um, but I'm not. I play that song live a bunch of times in that time lapse. And it's just a little bit of a personal experience that I went through with that song. I like this song so much. It was just a combination of the melody and the lyrics and the intention behind it and the heart behind it. I meant it with all my might to where I didn't have a second verse, but the song needed a second verse as far as structure goes. Otherwise, it would have been too short or too repetitive. So the first uh, few times that I sang it without having a written lyrical second verse, I just repeated the first verse. And most people didn't really notice that or nobody said anything about that most people just kind of remember the chorus as it happens with a lot of songs um and i kind of got away with that for a while i was just i just ran with it you know what i mean like i i had tried to write another verse for it at the time where i wrote the first verse but it just wasn't clicking you know when you write something you don't mean it you know it and the audience knows it too like they can see right through you when you sing something that you don't mean and I didn't even try to do that. I tried to write it and I tried to play it on my own. And I could tell I didn't mean it because I couldn't remember it. You know, I'm really good at remembering lyrics. But the moment I, I, I write something that I don't really mean, it's a lot more difficult for me to remember. So just throwing it out there. You know what I mean? Like if you don't have the verse or that part of the song that you're desperately looking for, man, like just let that game come to you. You know what I mean? If you if you have the luxury that you can take your time to write the song, take your time to do it. Let life shape that for you. Because when that comes for you at the end of the day, at the end of that song, it's so worth it. It's so worth it to have that part of the song that's meaningful. Mm-hmm.